0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Go 24-7 podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Billy Emboddy. With me is Sonny Ship to kind of break down some of the big news on the LSU recruiting and team front this week as we close in on the 4th of July. But first, Quick reminder, guys, to leave us a rating, leave us a a review, and subscribe to the Go 24-7 podcast. We appreciate you guys who have been uh, reviewing us and leaving us ratings and all of that. Uh, We certainly appreciate that. Sonny, it's a big week for LSU. Naquan Brown, the defensive end out of the Virginia area, is set to announce his commitment on Wednesday. Right now, the 24-7 sports crystal ball. Is on Virginia Tech. Those were some early predictions. This one is shaping up to be an LSU, Miami, uh, you know, a few other schools kind of in there. But uh, he's a four-star prospect on the twenty-four-seven Sports composite, and LSU sees him at linebacker. What? Uh, what's your take on this one? It's been kind of a weird one to to monitor.
0: Yeah, it's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting to see you know to see what he does getting uh, getting kids out of Virginia. Uh, you know, it's never really easy uh, with, you know, the tradition that Virginia Tech has. And especially now with uh, with Virginia, seeing a little upswing over there. But being able to, if they're able to go and get Naquan Brown, I think he's a guy that that some fans look at and they may not get overly excited about because, you know, they, they look at the measurables and they say, okay, he seems like maybe a tweener. Uh, At the defensive end position and defensive end is a spot that LSU is, uh, you know, has signed several guy has gotten commitments from several guys in this class at still have a few uh, still have some other guys on the board, too. But, uh, you know, when you when you look at it, when you look at his size, we've got him listed at six, three. 205, probably somewhere in that 6'2 range. And, um, you know, LSU likes him as a linebacker, and it looks like that's that's going to be the position that he kind of settles into in Baton Rouge. And when you look at LSU's depth at linebacker, and then you look at uh, Louisiana being pretty thin uh, at that position for this class right here, uh, you have to go and you have to look out of state. And so, uh, you know, I, I I think that Naquan Brown, if you put him at linebacker, you put him, uh, you know, in, in, in LSU's scheme at a position that they really need to to get some guys. at, especially with Marcel Brooks uh, moving on over the weekend, then uh, you know, I, I think it makes sense. I think it makes sense, and I think that uh, I think that at the end of the day, that this is a guy that fans will look back on and say, "Man, I'm sure glad that we got him in this class."
1: I think anytime you see somebody with his size and, like you said, tweener, right, but Patrick Queen, he was probably a little bit bigger than him, and and certainly played both sides of the ball in at Livonia. But that's somebody I think they kind of maybe see a little bit of uh, in Naquan Brown, just because of that versatility. I mean, Pat could rush off the edge. Uh, he could, he obviously did a great job playing inside. Ended up being a first round draft pick. I think there are you know, and this is going to happen a lot in this recruiting class. That the whole concern over maybe not getting out and getting a a time on these guys or getting an official wait until uh, they're able to visit again. And I think that's something that LSU of course is going to monitor, but clearly they're seeing something in him that they like a lot. He's a really, I think high upside prospect and and somebody that uh, fits uh, what they want to do. And look, if he grows into a defensive end, that could come off the edge. Great. If he stays kind of where he's at and he can play in space and play linebacker, that's good as well. So Uh, I I don't have a problem with the take at this stage in the game. And I think more than ever in this recruiting cycle, you'll see schools obviously continue to evaluate these guys as their school years uh, roll along. And and one player that's now got some things to evaluate on his plate is Marcel Brooks. Like you mentioned, the former five-star prospect on 24 seven sports who made waves as a freshman kind of coming off the edge on in LSU's, third down package he's entered the NCAA transfer portal and Shay Dixon our colleague broke the news that Marcel Brooks was leaving Sonny what's your take and how does this kind of impact the linebacker room now for LSU because Marcel was expected to be one of these players that emerged as a sophomore he played a lot as a freshman and with his athleticism his speed moving to linebacker was something that really could have paid off for him.
0: I think so and, and to give to give uh, folks an idea of what we 're talking about, you know Marcel Brooks, in that 6'2", one hundred and ninety five pound range when he came out of high school, Naquan Brown, we got him um, at uh, back in January at the national uh, underclassmen combine they got they um, measured him at six one and a quarter and hundred and ninety seven pounds. So so pretty close as far as when you look at you know, we look at those measurables and looking at Brown. I think the biggest difference though is that Marcel Brooks is a guy who had a lot of speed, a lot of athleticism, and it was just a matter of him being able to to add that necessary weight, to add that necessary strength to play at LSU. And switching from a from Dave Aranda's three four to Bo Pelini's four three. I think that's something that um, you know that that Brooks was not initially uh, you know excited about, but from talking to sources and, and, and folks around the program, they seemed to have gotten past that point. That he was okay. Yeah, he had started to put on a little bit of weight, put on ten pounds um when he reported for the summer and um you know i i think that if the sole reason that he was going to leave was because you know he was unhappy about the playing time or or position or anything then why you know why report back and so now for him it's just going to be a matter of being able to you know finding a place that you know that that suits all of his needs but i think for lsu as far as the linebacker room goes I think it's a big loss. It's a big loss, not necessarily in my opinion for this year, because I think it would have taken Marcel Brooks a little bit of time to get acclimated to playing in that, to playing. As a uh, as a traditional linebacker in a four or three, I didn't think that I didn't think that he was going to blow up and and be this difference maker this year like some fans and, and, and some of the uh you know some of the posters on our board did, but I did think that he was going to you know provide some solid depth and depth is a thing that when you look at LSU's linebacker room now, you've got Jabril Cox and Demond Clark. Those two guys, they pretty much seem to be etched in stone as far as being starters. But at third spot, you know, is it going to be Micah, Micah Baskerville? He played he played that traditional linebacker role at Evangel. He filled in and started against Florida uh, as a true freshman in 2017 when Devin White was hurt. Um, or actually, uh, that was 2018, I believe, in 2018. and And, you know, and, and so – You also have Ray Thornton. Ray Thornton played a lot of defensive end. Now he's going to try to play that more traditional role of linebacker. But then after that, I mean, we're talking Devonta Lee, uh, moved over from wide receiver, never played linebacker. Josh White, true freshman. Antoine Sampa, a true freshman. And so, you know, they really have some – they have some holes. They have some areas that they have to address. But at this point, I think it's just a matter of getting the guys that you have coaching them up, because I, I really don't look and see any areas where you say, okay, well, you could move this guy to linebacker. You could move that guy to linebacker. I think they've done all the moving and the experimenting that they can do.
1: And you mentioned some of that moving and experimenting. I did think they built some depth there by adding Devon to Lee there and kind of helping out, I think, a little bit with some of those concerns for depth because, look, Antoine Sampa, while he seems like he's recovered well from his ACL, he's still a year removed. Josh White he needs to put on some weight, but let, let's make no mistake. A lot of people are starting to kind of murmur and, and say, Hey, Josh white, look out. He could be a, a potential breakout guy as a, as a true freshman at linebacker and with Jabril, Jabril Cox and, 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 um and Damone Clark in there. I mean, it, it's going to be where you've just got to find another guy for that third spot. And we don't know what Bo Pelini's defense is going to look like exactly. I mean, I could see, Jacoby Stevens walking down a little bit, especially with the depth they have at safety with Maurice Hampton and Todd Harris back and some of those other guys back there and trying to get creative as they kind of make this transition and, and, you know, kind of work through this, uh, you know, transition to the 4-3. But overall, I mean, it sucks really, quite honestly, to see Marcel Brooks leave. I mean, he had such a bright future, I feel like, at LSU. And uh, obviously, felt like he needed to make a change for himself, but he's going to do that elsewhere. It looks like, and uh, LSU is going to have to move on and just you know keep replacing uh, top talent with top talent, and that's what Ed Ogeron's done a really good job of doing. And uh, one top talent that is uh, having a big week, even during this pandemic, is quarterback commit Garrett Nussmeyer. He's set to go to the Elite Eleven uh, that got underway on Monday. And he is uh, really po- poised for a big week. I got a chance to go out and watch him throw uh, early, early last week and and just get around him a little bit uh, and his quarterback coaches and kind of what they were working through as he was preparing for the Elite 11. And he looked good. I mean, I think Garrett is somebody that isn't going to wow you from a physical perspective. I mean, he's two ish probably 195 pounds. Uh, but the ball really comes out with a lot of pop and accuracy. and he has a real good understanding of the game and everything that's going on around him. So I think even though we won't be able to really watch the elite 11 this year with, with COVID uh, going on, he is in position to make a big run at this week. And as he as he told us, he told Steve Wiltfong, he told us, it's been a dream of mine to do this. And uh, he wants to go out there and win the thing.
0: Yeah, I I think he, I think he's going up there with the, a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. He uh, when he talked to Steve Wilfong, he had mentioned rankings that he really doesn't pay attention to them too much, but feels like that he's not ranked as high as he should be. So that tells us that he at least is aware of of the rankings, and I think he's going to. I think he's going up there to you know to prove to prove people wrong. And like I've said all along with Garrett Nussmeyer, this is something that is not going to. To show up in a big way for you know for the, for the recruiting analysts who are out there who are just watching them throw, but when Garrett Nussmeyer, when 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 they get into their meetings and they look at the and they look at the boards and they look at the film and they test them to see you know on their decision making abilities. I think Garrett Nussmeier is going to shine in those areas. And that's one reason why I've said this several times, and I'll continue to say it all the way until he signs, but I absolutely love the fact that you have a quarterback who is, who grew up in an NFL household. His dad, Doug Nussmeier played in the NFL. He's coached offensive coordinator at, at several SEC stops. He's a coach for the Dallas Cowboys. The kid just grew up in a football family. He started learning at a a young age what it takes outside the lines to be a successful NFL quarterback, to be a successful quarterback, to help get him to that next level. And I just, I absolutely love that. And guys, you've got Max Johnson, who is on LSU's campus right now. He's in that same boat. You know, Walker Howard coming up, uh, you know, committed for uh, 2022. Granted, Jamie never played in the NFL, but he Played, he started at LSU, been around the game all his life and stuff. And I just think that I, I think that you can't under, that you can't put a value on that trait in a quarterback. And I I just love it. I love it for their uh, you know I love it for their being able to continue to grow and just take it to the next level.
1: Yeah, and his competitiveness just really stands out to me. I mean, anytime I'm around him in a, in a seven on seven setting or a high school setting. Uh, it, it just really comes out. And uh, this was months ago, but he had told me, you know, he remembers being in the parade for Alabama. Sorry, everybody. But uh, his dad was the offense coordinator there. And he, was, he remembers watching A.J. McCarron, you know, sit up there and, and, and go through the parade after a national title. And you can tell that's something that he wants to do himself. He wants to be in a parade like Joe Burrow was and all of these guys at LSU were. And he wants to bring that back to Baton Rouge. And I tell you what. He is recruiting his tail off for LSU. I mean, he's doing a really good job. He doesn't really like to get into it too much about kind of his targets or where exactly things stand, but uh, you can tell uh, he's going after a lot of guys for this class, and he's taken his role as a leader of this 2021 class very seriously
0: yeah and he's not the only one we 've also heard, and we've seen uh, Walker Howard doing the same thing and when you have quarterbacks t j finley did it in the uh you know did it in this in this most recent class and so when you have quarterbacks take that lead role, uh, they know that they're going to be the face of programs when they take that lead role and they get out there and they help recruit the guys. I mean, I, I think that recruits, they love to hear what coaches are saying. But when you actually hear it from the players themselves who they know that, you know, a lot of part, a big part of recruiting is sales. You know, the coaches are selling kids on everything involved with their program. But when kids talk to kids, you know, they just sit around, and just talk like a couple of guys sitting up at the bar. And, uh, you know, you'll get and I think you you tend to get. um you know, not as, not as much of, a, of just how rosy things are, but how real things are. And uh, you have to love that when your quarterbacks are taking that role.
1: Yeah, 100%. So, a uh, big week for Garrett. We're excited to track him as best we can uh, with the Elite 11. That runs until July 1st. So, stick with Go 24 7 and 24 7 sports for all of that. Quick reminder to subscribe to Go 24 7 for just a buck. Uh, it's a big week. Potentially for LSU, you're going to want to stay on top of it with all the latest VIP recruiting scoop. So go ahead, try your first month for just a buck. Then after that, it kind of goes up to ten bucks a month, but it's worth it. I think most most subscribers that jump on board will tell you that. So we appreciate everyone who jumped on board during our big promos over the weekend. And uh, Sonny, I think it's time to wrap it up. But uh, you got any big plans for the Fourth of July this weekend,
0: man? We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna just kind of take it easy and stuff. Uh, you know the The family, the following week, the family, we're going to go spend a couple of days at the beach uh, to get away and just, uh, you know, take advantage of our, uh, celebrate our 15th anniversary, my wife and I. So uh we're going to kind of just kick it around the house, keep everything low key and, you know, keep that, keep that damn virus away from us.
1: <laughs> I hear you. I'm going to be on the beach and staying away from all the rest of the people on the beach and having a cold one. That That's for sure. So, Uh, We appreciate all you guys listening to this edition of the pod. We're going to wrap it up right now, and we'll be back later this week with plenty more coverage on uh, whatever goes down with Naquan Brown. Wednesday is when he's committing, so keep it locked on Go 24-7. And uh, thanks for listening to this edition of the Go 24-7 podcast. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or